0: I don't even remember how we, uh, we introduced these anymore. <laughs> um. Hello and welcome to Cast Iron, a show all about metal. My name is Alan Williamson and I'm joined as always by Lewis Clark. Hello, hello. And this time, I would say this week, but it's been a long time. This time in the podcast, we are covering Tools Anima. So, um, <laughs> what's been what's been happening in your life? I've got I've a laundry list of stuff.
1: Oh God, yeah. No, it's been it's been pretty hectic for us both, isn't it? Um, not so much myself. Um, I haven't you know haven't got married or anything like that. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, yeah. So moved to a new place after seven or so years in the last place, longest I've ever been in one singular place on my own. So that was uh, yeah, big big move. Um, we got here in sort of j- mid-January I think it was um yeah still settling in
0: um
1: yeah just uh slowly unpacking things and finding a place for everything uh
0: when and you, you accumulate um, yeah <laughs> I'm not sure if our um our listeners are familiar with your house but <laughs> basically um every wall has floor to ceiling bookcases full of stuff <laughs> so yeah, there's a pretty lot much. to move. Yeah, yeah there was
1: it all came along um so yeah it's all still here in various places um but yeah so um yeah it's still i'm still working on it still trying to find the best arrangement because it is a, di- a different you know different layout and different sizes of rooms and things but uh, yeah we we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> but um yeah no, i'm a little bit closer to work now so the commute is a little bit nicer so that really really helps um find a little bit more free time to do the stuff i give a shit about in the evenings and stuff so that's really nice
0: um and then, yeah, this happened. <laughs>
1: Lockdown happened, unfortunately. Yeah, well, uh, since
0: since we last podcasted, I have had two different jobs. I've yep. got married. Um, we adopted a dog. Yep. Um, I've got Australian permanent residency. Yep. Um, we yep. the, the yeah. We had bushfires. Yeah, we bought a house. Yeah, yeah. Then we had bushfires within about five kilometers of that house. Yep. Um, and then as soon as we got out of the bushfires and thought, oh, now we can just get on and enjoy our lives. Uh, just as well we have a house because... Um, we haven't really left it for the past month.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, what a situation to find yourself in! I'm hoping everything's all right with you now, buddy. And you know that was pretty intense um, for oh, the like end it's... of your
0: year. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for 2020 to be over. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's only fucking cause, April. Because um, oh. my uh, my wife's a volunteer firefighter, so she was out on she's out on Christmas Eve. She had yep. Boxing Day, yep. New Year's Day. Um, so it was a very, very intense yeah. period for us. And even when I went for the interview for the the job that I'm now in, you know, it was like checking the fires near me app and getting notifications and stuff. So it's yeah. been, um, it's just like, I mean, everybody I think is familiar with how bad the bushfire season was and it was pretty much the, the worst one ever, but yeah. it's really unpleasant. Like I think the, the one thing I'll never forget is going around our house, taking photos for insurance purposes. That's man. And i 'm thinking about what stuff you're gonna pile into the back of the car mm. knowing that the rest of that stuff may be you know consumed in the flames yeah yeah um so I wouldn't wish that on anybody no, no. <laughs> um, but here we are again you know um we're in we're in corona lockdown land and I'm, I'm really fortunate that I can work from home yes absolutely I'm in a very similar situation as well or, yeah or, or I guess in the situation you can you can work From home as as much as you can, with you know, given like that, you're. What's the best way? Your your workload's been reduced slightly. slightly Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you don't, if if the listeners don't know, uh, (laughs) business. Yeah, if the listeners don't know, I work in a school. So uh, yeah,
1: those have been completely closed down at the moment. Um, Apart from children who are have uh, key worker parents or vulnerable children. So uh, yeah, it's a very very small amount of children in school. Um. So yeah, mainly working from home, um, which is fine. I'm glad I can do most of most of what I can what I need to do from here. But um, yeah, it's a strange old situation. I think everybody's um, everybody's kind of in a weird frame of mind where it's like um, it's it's strange to see how quickly we've adapted to home working, despite being yeah. told previously that you know you need to be in an office and stuff. So, I think uh, it's really
0: it's really interesting because i um, I've like going too much into my job, I work in corporate communications and the company that I work for, we're doing a big building fit out and moving project. Yeah. Um, and part of that is going to open plan and, and looking at office mobility and new ways of working and things. So <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, COVID-19 forced our hand a little bit, but it's yep. interesting that we're, we're trying to talk up moving into a new building, but... People are getting quite comfortable working from home. Yeah, so yeah. I think after a couple of months, it'll become really clear, um, you know, the good things about in an office. And that's just like seeing people. Okay, you've got a commute, but it gives you a chance to, you know, listen to music and things. I'm, I'm yeah, certainly right. behind in my podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But one of the nice things about being at home all the time is, you know, I get three hours of my day back. So I'm actually working nine to five instead yep. of, you know. Starting on a train at seven thirty or, or trickling into the evenings. And yes. it also gives you a chance to do more creative endeavors. You've yeah, been absolutely. doing a lot more stuff on Sega Driven. Yes, absolutely. Um, Hammering the videos out. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. And since I've got nobody to meet in person, I might as well Skype you. Um, <laughs> even even though we're in the the really bad daylight savings period where we've got um I think it's the nine-hour difference as opposed to the eleven-hour difference. Yeah, which, which, which helps which us. It is, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no, it makes it makes it worse because it means that it's um, there's only one time we can really talk. Um, oh, fair, That's fair. So that's we're fair. so we're making the so we're making the most of it. Yep. But anyway, that's uh, that's enough about that. Let's talk about Tool now. Um, I <laughs> so Tool released a new album last year. Yeah, yeah. Called, we had um, the <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah which uh, which was uh, Fear Fa- Inoculum. That was and, the one. Um, before that, their last album was in 2006, so yeah, I looked yeah. up all the, all the things that have come out since 2006, <laughs> um, and the answers were every Bullet album um, after The Poison, yep. four Amon Marth albums, every Mastodon album since Blood Mountain, and the entire discography of some of my favorite bands like yeah. Soin and Hicken <laughs> so it was a pretty big um, gap. Now, it was indeed, yeah. Before we get into discussing Anima, I should lay my cards on the table. I'm wearing my Tool tour t-shirt today. <laughs> um, I went to see them in Sydney, um, which seems surreal now. You know, yeah. going to a stadium with other people and you know, yeah. Um, so was, I'm, uh, I'm glad. I'm
1: glad we we can talk about our familiarity with the band first because I think it's important to to showcase that we're coming at this from very different approaches. So um, I remember actually proposing this episode to you. Um, when they made the original announcement of the release date for Fear Um And, yeah, you just being like, what, it's happening sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so... You're like, what? Well, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A new Tool album is happening. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have very, very limited experience with Tool and some pretty bad preconceptions of them as well. I kind of feel like Tool are... The Rick and Morty of metal <laughs> in oh, that, Jesus. like, their fan okay. base are, oh, you've, you've got to be pretty smart to understand this. And, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> do, I, I do know, yeah. <laughs> I know that, um, you know, that's, uh, generalization and I don't want to, want to paint, you know, paint a lot of people with the same brush sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely the sort of thing you see prevalent online, um, in regards to tool. And as well, i have heard some bits and pieces, like, I, was, I see people boasting about one of the songs is, it follows the Fibonacci sequence or something like that, and I'm like, ah, cool. That that sounds great. Um, is the song any good? <laughs> um, so yeah, my preconceptions of Tool are a bit of a nerdy prog band for nerdy prog, prog fans. Um, and I, I, from from the very little experience I had with them, I hadn't, I didn't quite vibe with them. I'd, I'd listened to, um, oh god, what was the the song with the music video where there's like a grey sort of stone. Claymation Man moving around.
0: Do you know what I'm talking about? There's quite a lot of them. There might be, <laughs> might be Schism. That's quite um, schism one of their more famous fit. tracks. Yeah. Um, um, and I just
1: thought I think, it was very uh, meandering and a bit sort of dull, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, so I never really explored their discography in the way that most people have become obsessed with it.
0: Look, I think that um, you know the the same things of, of Tool being there I don't think saying Tool is the Rick and Morty of, um, of bands <laughs> is fair. I think that prog metal might be the Rick and Morty of genres. And that's oh, probably fair. Well, look, look, um, this is and, it, and, again, and the I... same kind of stuff you would say about Tool. Like you know, obviously I'm a I'm a big nerdy prog metal fan than i like nerdy prog metal but i think some of the stuff you'd say about Tool, you could easily say of other bands like dream theater and things like that and it is absolutely um, absolutely. and and i am general it's not easy listening it's not something you necessarily put on and jam to and a lot of the tool stuff is pretty much designed to be consumed when you're baked yeah but it's not you know i i'm not a really long-term tool fan actually um not as not as much as jess would be so i got into them um then i probably a few years back so when i was still living in the uk okay. but I'd, i hadn't listened to much of their stuff because it wasn't available to stream so i said to my brother or oh, you know i want for christmas just a couple of tool albums yeah so i got anima and um, lateralis yeah and um i wouldn't say i was totally super into it but i think with actually with the release of um fair inoculum i've got even more into them yeah yeah so it's kind of gone from being a you know can respect to, but it's quite dense and hard to get into. too. now, I'm a really big fan because I, I spent the time going into the back catalog. Yeah, and we can yeah. talk a little bit about Fear Inoculum at the end, but yeah, absolutely. um, it is this is an interesting album. I think it's probably quite a good gateway album because, mm. um, from their first album, Undertow, which is more a sort of standard alt metal, quite a 90s post grunge yeah I, it's a different lineup well, I a, think isn't it yeah uh, i don't know actually i'm not sure i need a, I think need a look two it up. of the
1: members are not no longer with the band but yeah i'd have to look it up personally. um
0: mm-hmm. but yeah Pass. i mean it's it's ma- it's mainly been the um yeah it's only full undertow's only full album release with the original bassist oh there we go it's a different bassist not too yeah so it wasn't wasn't Justin Chancellor then um, but apart from that it's always been um Maynard um, Adam Jones and Danny Carey okay so pretty good pretty consistent over time but uh, yeah anima is a really interesting one because it i think it's a transition between alt metal and something much deeper and more involved and more demanding of the listener i think when you get into the later stuff like lateralis and particularly Ten Thousand days is a really challenging album yeah, yeah and in some ways i would say not a not a good album mm. it's uh 10 days is a tough a tough listen with a with a couple of like a couple of great tracks but yeah. um on a whole very mixed bag mm. um and lateralis is i think a really good album but it um it demands serious listening so yeah, yeah. to be fair it's not that you have to be pretty smart to understand too <laughs> I think you just have to be very committed yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of the, and a lot of the tracks, and I think I haven't listened to Anima a couple of times over the past couple of days in preparation for this, yeah, some of the tracks are you can kind of get in and enjoy them, other ones do require a bit more listening, yeah you need a little they need a little bit of time to to unwind yeah, yeah, and it's a uh, so i I just want to say
1: as well that this is a long record, it's an hour and seventeen minutes, i think mm-hmm. um, and I'm not adverse to long. Songs at all? I just feel like they need to justify their length. I think we've we've spoken about that previously in in the show. Um, but yeah, and well, well, we'll we'll discuss it as we go through the the um the, the track list. But yeah, I, I do have a bit of a problem with um I think to maybe get a little bit too uh, jam session and uh, yeah elongate things a little bit unnecessarily. Um, They've got some great ideas amongst all that, and I don't think that this is a particularly bad record by any means, um, but it's just, yeah, there's what I would call filler is uh, quite prevalent on this on this record, um, and I know what they're going for, they're trying to create a mood here, an atmosphere, get a vibe going, which is very sort of subdued and uses the old quiet loud dynamic quite well, but um, yeah maybe wanted to rein it in a little bit i think over the course of this record I'm to make, well i'm things really tighter. i'm really
0: glad we didn't do um, didn't do fair inoculum for this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am not too sure what the, the runtime
1: is on that but i've heard it's pretty um, long
0: one of the tracks is 15 minutes and it's so long that if you buy it on cd um you have to download the interludes oh really <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. nuts it's um it's a big boy all right, well, let's get into it. So, uh, first track, and uh, the lifely named Stinkfest. <laughs> So I think um, this to me is um, yeah pretty pretty standard early Tool. Okay. Um, it's a good driving post grunge sound. Get the usual pure eye lyrics because you yeah. know like the name, of, the name of the band is Tool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh you know it's a it's a dick joke, but it's also meant to be like a, a tool a tool for expanding your mind or something like that. <laughs> um, so what did you think of this one?
1: So yeah, um, like you say, I think the it is quite grungy actually, like um, tone and. Style is yeah that I think that was the thing that really struck me about this. I was expecting it to be more I don't know um, sort of that that tighter sort of Tesseract kind of style maybe like I think that was what I was thinking because like that seems to you know though that generation of bands seems to have taken a lot of influence from Tool, but this is uh, this he, is have quite. He, have
0: you listened to much Tesseract?
1: Oh yeah yeah absolutely. Um, Cause, um, yeah because this isn't like because t- <laughs> it's not
0: like that. No. Yeah no not at all. Um, <laughs>
1: But I mean, there are there is a similar atmosphere and vibe to it. It's got a very sort of um, similar sort of like subdued quality to it, and sort of it likes that sort of noodly slap bass quite a lot, actually, um, which I, I thought was quite you know comparative in a, in, a, in a weird way. But it's it's a lot looser, you know. It, they play they play they play a lot looser, and it it means that it, it has a it has quite a nice flow to it. Um, it just sort of you know noodles in a, in its in and out of its ideas quite nicely, and um, yeah, I, I did quite enjoy this, to be honest with you. It's got a really nice driving riff, actually, that sort of um, permeates the whole track, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it was a lot more laid back than I was expecting. It's not really what I would have expected of a metal band, if anything. I think um, definitely that sort of grunge it, um, sound does, does really, you know influenced their their sound quite a bit. Um but yeah, it was a good opener to be honest with
0: you. I, I I
1: did quite enjoy
0: it. Well one of the I mean one of the things to remember is that this album came out in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, and, so we're right at and, the end of yeah the grunge. Yeah so this um yeah so it was the it was the end of Grunge. Like yeah. they they were headlining like Lollapalooza and stuff whenever they were doing Undertow back in ninety three. Yeah. So actually what their first stuff was more alt rock and, and post grunge and any sort of this is their moving into more proggy stuff. So yeah, that's what yes. I'm saying. It's a pretty standard early tool track sort of sound, but I really like. He's got a good, good chugging riff. It really, yeah, like, yeah. Builds up through the song as he goes. Um, and he goes knuckle deep, and then he goes uh, elbow deep. Uh, yeah. I, I actually think the lyrics are pretty clever. To be honest, I think it's quite fu- like quite funny. It's not actually about fisting. They've just kind of double entendre the whole thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did, uh, did as, you, as well. Like the other thing that I. I... You you're talking about um, the vocals there.
1: Um, it was interesting that there's no there's no real like harsh screaming or anything like in this. It's all sung or maybe some light yelling in some of the harder parts during the riffs. And there's things. a little bit of heat in yeah, the yeah. in the chorus,
0: yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's, it's
1: mostly I, clean. And I, I was again, I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting that to be honest with you. I was expecting a little bit more anger. Um, so like you say, a little bit more heat on the vocals, but um, yeah, it's it's
0: it's mainly quite clean to be honest
1: with you, which is good. Like uh, Maynard's a good vocalist, that's got to be said.
0: Well, one of the interesting things with Maynard is that, and I didn't really realise this until we saw him in concert, is that he actually doesn't go. He's not really a traditional frontman. And when he's in a concert, he actually takes a back seat. He he sort of hides in the shadows. And he's yeah, quite yeah. quiet and lets the and it's actually. I w- I would say a lot of the times it is more like um. Especially in their later albums, it's more like a, a, a drum band with accompaniments sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But definitely the main creative force of Till is definitely Adam Jones and um who's a guitarist and Danny okay. Carey the drummer. Yep. They're the main driving force and anything Maynard comes in and does the lyrics and stuff over the top. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's the way they they do it. So it's not probably not what you'd expect, especially given his public persona and things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but I, I, I just think it's a really well really well constructed song. Really like the bridge before it gets to the um last chorus, like the way it sort of continually escalates things. Yeah, yeah. But as you say, it's good. He's he's actually like he's a good good singer. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if I, I enjoy him as a person, to be honest with you. He's a bit right
1: wing no. <laughs> um, Is he? Yeah, I've seen him baiting vegans and stuff online and stuff. He's saying that his, oh, uh, his wine contained bacon or something like that just for a laugh and
0: I'm just like uh I, I don't know if he's just you know I mean he I think he's just a bit of a dick I don't know if yeah really take it on a right wing I mean given <laughs> a lot of Bill Hicks references in here here you know he was yeah wasn't I did, exactly, I did wasn't exactly one, actually, known for yeah. his Republican leanings I mean the the whole the whole album is is full of Bill Hicks references oh, which really? also okay. makes it a very 90s thing well um whenever you um when you have the physical copy, there's a big picture of Bill Hicks in the inside. Oh, okay. And it's um, very lordy, um, isn't it? <laughs> well it well it wasn't back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um but a lot of it, but even like the whole the whole track Third Eye ha- opens up with a Bill Hicks clip. So it, we'll, definitely get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely get to it. We'll definitely get to it. Stink Stinkfist, yeah, good start. Mm. Um I'm Happy Camper. They played this as the encore and we saw them live. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. They really <laughs> so made was, you um, wait for that one then. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, so let's go to the next track which is eulogy So eulogy is actually this is getting into a more modern tool. So you got a, uh, you kind of polyrhythms and weird oboes. That's yeah, yeah. um. So what did you what do you think of this? See, I, I I'm just gonna say this is really good. This is really good for yeah, quite a lot yeah. of the album. So it's probably better if you open. No, no, no. That's fa- that's <laughs> Tell fair me enough. your thoughts. Um,
1: I did enjoy this one actually. I feel like um being quite a long track, it actually did justify its length. Um, I again really good use of the quiet loud, loud dynamic. Um, it's got this really sort of slow intro that leads up to a big explosion of the guitars, and I really, really enjoyed that. It's got a nice ebb and flow between its softer moments and its harder moments. Um, yeah,
0: it's a genuinely very good song. Um, I did enjoy it quite a lot. I, I think this is an absolute cracker. Mm. Um, I really, lo- and I, I also agree that it doesn't outstay its welcome. It doesn't feel like it's eight and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Because no, absolutely. you've got the first, I don't know, a few minutes. Um, Going through, they kind of, you know, hate a lot to say, hate a lot of nothing to say, and then it kind of builds up and goes back down again. But then around five minutes long, the whole thing totally shifts. And I feel like at this point you can hear a bit of Pearl Jam in here, which is a really good thing. You know, I'm I'm very glad to hear a bit of Pearl Jam in anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then about six and a half minutes, you get a really nice drum lick. Before the main riff comes back in, and then you get a solo, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so it just sort of goes and goes. Yeah, it's so doing it's I, doing I, I, all the Alan things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's got it's good. good drums. Got a big solo. Yeah, it's uh, eight eight and a half minutes long. It does all the Alan things. I think it's I think it's like a really good it's a really good prog track, and it's a really good example of what a good tool track could be. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and not all of their um, it's not like all of their albums are incredibly you know, tight. A lot of them do have weird long meandering songs on, but this isn't one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree completely. I, like I say, I, I definitely feel like it justifies its length. There's enough going on and enough interesting, you know, songwriting components that this is a yeah, a really good little fun prog track. To be honest with you, I, I was I was into it.
0: This is a bit. This is a lot less um, controversial than I thought it was going to be. No, it, no, 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 no. it stinks. Well, it's it's going it to change. It It's going to change, boy. <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay, all right. Um, but um, yep that was a that one's a belter um, so the next track is H I am too- H is a slightly more subdued track. That yeah, starts with a, don't a nice riff and a bit of a change of pace. Um, but it is particularly bleak because it's about um getting over child abuse through connecting with your own child. So wow, H okay. is um, Maynard's son. Right, right, and that's what they—that's what the song's about. And and actually the whole, the whole album to an extent is a, is, a, is all about um Maynard's fucked up history. Other tracks like Jimmy and and Push It and um yep. they they are deeply personal lyrics and i think that's part of the reason why he doesn't come to the forefront in yeah um, yeah it's he's, you know, quite he's, difficult to talk about yeah absolutely yeah absolutely um i it certainly talks a lot about that in um in undertow as well
1: yeah yeah oh i that's interesting. Sure. Uh, so, so what do you it, think of this one it's like you say it's pretty laid back sort of noodly little track um sort of jam sessiony um and yeah this is this is one of those tracks where i was just like there's not really a lot going on here, is there? Um I couldn't really get, get couldn't really sink my teeth into this one. There wasn't like a hook or a riff or anything that really like I could grab a hold of. It was just sort of moody atmosphere and that's that's fine, but um it it, it, it laid down sort of the groundwork for a lot of where this record goes, unfortunately for me, and I feel like yeah, there, there is a, a bit too much of this sort of newly jam session thing going on for 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 a lot of this, and I was just i just wanted like with those first two songs which really sort of grabbed me because there was some really solid riffs and some really good structure and some really interesting moments that you could sink your teeth into h doesn't have anything for me unfortunately I just it was it was fine it was background noise, and that's as good as I can really you know. That's as best positives I can find from it, to be honest with you. If you wanted just something, you know, <laughs> background of your calf or
0: whatever. <laughs> <So> yeah,
1: to, <laughs> I, mean, I
0: think it's a bit of a. I think it's a bit of a grower. I think it's got a another big grungy chorus, and a cool middle section, and a big finish. And it does build up, but I, I hear you are coming from. It takes a while to get there. Yeah, yeah, and then and then we move into our first bit of filler.
1: Uh, in- <laughs> uh, the, the, the tedious interludes Yeah, yeah like, there's lots and, of these And I think these,
0: these kind of skits And intermission tracks were very popular in the 90s mm. um, And I do not miss them Yeah,
1: I mean again I can see what they're trying to do I think if they were a part of the songs Themselves I wouldn't be as uh, As critical of it But when you outright split them up Like this and make you know Put the focus on them a little bit um, It It does make it Quite tiresome, to be honest with you I, I, I get that, again, they're trying to create a mood They're trying to create a, a bit of a vibe Throughout this whole record Using these things to, to, to emphasize The atmosphere that they're going for But, um, yeah, having them as individual tracks Just makes it feel like uh, Here's another track of Needless, you know, filler So we've got
0: 38 seconds I think if you take Out the um, the weird filler Tracks, you would get a much tighter album Yeah, yeah um, and actually, this is one of the things that I think Tool get right in Fear Inoculum, where the interludes are instrumental and they actually do connect to the song. So it's sort of the, the last idea of the last one merging into the next one. And because right, all okay. of the tracks are 10 to 12 minutes long, you do need a little bit of a breather. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, but here, I'd, most of them are, are skippable. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's there's one or two that I find amusing and one or two that I just skip. Uh, <laughs> but this is definitely a skipper. Yeah, yeah. Um but the next but the next track is I don't think is a skipper, which is um 46 and 2. In
2: my shadow, My shadow,
1: Um, so I quite enjoyed this to a, to a certain degree. Um, I think it's a really interesting song and I really like that they sort of introduced this sort of Asiatic sound to their, to their music. Yeah, um, sort of Eastern, some of the yeah, like Led yeah. Zeppelin's Kashmir
0: vibes coming in.
1: Isn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. Which is, it's kind of unique on the record in that regard and it doesn't, that, I mean, there's elements of that. Um, but I feel like this is the one where it sort of really puts that at the forefront and makes, makes it stand out. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a fine track. Um, I I enjoyed that it was adding something new and doing something interesting. And yeah, it was it was good. It was a nice little you know. It, it built me up after just the the sort of laid back, noodliness of the previous track. And um, yeah, it was it was nice to get back involved with the with the record and feel like oh you know there's something here. There's something this is offering something to me and. I think yeah, this was interesting. I, like I say, I really like that sort of Asiatic sound they they, in, in, they they intersperse in this track.
0: I feel like this song probably inspired every prog metal band ever, and <laughs> uh, and, and and probably with good reason. And actually, um, it reminds me a bit. There's a there's a track by Dream Theater called "Honor Thy Father," which is a similar but not but not rip off like a similar yeah, yeah. kind of riff, um, but it definitely gets. Um, Definitely gets lodged into your ear, doesn't it? It's a serious earworm. I mean, I don't I,
1: know. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it an earworm, to be honest with you. I, I had you weren't you
0: weren't were headbanging along to this no, one. Yeah? No,
1: no. I, I. I. Honest. I did find it difficult throughout this entire album to find hooks. I think when when a riff really struck me, that was quite. You know, that was nice. That was good, but I, I, there was something. I. I think. I, I don't. I, I certainly haven't made any notes about anything particularly. Grabbing me right hookwise in this one, and um, yeah, I, I I don't think it did. I think I was more just sort of into the atmosphere that they are creating, that sort of eastern sound. And yeah, it was it was interesting. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't really getting as grabbed as I as I was hoped I would have been. Like I say, I think Stinkfist and Eulogy had some really good riffs there that I could really hold on to. But um, there isn't there isn't a Stinkfist or Eulogy riff in this song for me.
0: So you don't you don't think that the main riff of this is a big riff? I didn't didn't. Didn't,
1: didn't hit me in the way I was
0: hoping for, to be honest with you, buddy. <laughs> wow. I don't, know, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> uh, just, uh, right, might as well just end it there. Well, to really disagree, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Um, oh, no, I, I think um, I think this is a fantastic track. Love the build up at the end where the riff starts to distort and go off the deep end, and you've got a really cool syncopated drum and guitar finish. Pretty, pretty well, iconic track, and I think probably one of Tool's best songs, actually.
1: We'll, we'll use the riff for the clip that I, uh, that prefaces
0: this section, and um, people can agree or disagree with me. So yeah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, the, only, the only thing with this one is it's like this is where you get into the the weird um, daft shit about chromosome lyrics, which is um, further sort of further expanded on in um, Lateralus, forty six and two, is. Some kind of weird evolution reference because humans have forty-four chromosomes plus two, right? Okay, um, so forty-six and two. You know, you'll you'll have evolved into a new oh, right, consciousness okay. or something. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if your eyes are rolling here, yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, you, some you could hear that. Although yeah. well, no, my eyes are rolling too. Yeah. I just think it's a good. I just think it's a good uh, good chin to headbang too. That's all. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. That's fair enough. But so again, it didn't, um, didn't grab me in the way I was hoping. So the next one is another interlude, which is message to Harry Manbank.
1: Yeah, little spoken word filler piece.
0: So, yeah, yeah. so the so the story to this one is this is a genuine answering machine message that um, a friend of the band had left in her mailbox. Okay. And I actually think this one's quite funny. I think the con the the contents of the message are really funny. And I like that they've layered this really somber piano over the top of somebody yelling abuse down a phone. <laughs> <Okay>. I just <laughs> think that's quite I just think that's quite funny. Creates
1: so a nice bit of juxtaposition, I guess. But um yeah, again, it just it doesn't feel like it needs to be an individual track. If you, I think the the vibe they're going for and the way it leads into the next track, which is a lot more intense actually, um, I yeah. can see what they were going for there, and I think I would have been all right with it if it was this was just a part of that track. Um, but yeah, it's it's again splitting them out like this puts the focus on them a little bit too much, and um, it makes for like what I've been saying is you know filler. It just feels like oh I'll skip this and get to the actual song, you know. And the actual That's song it's is <laughs> is
0: um Hooker with a penis So that so um so Hooker with a penis, um despite the unfortunate name. Yeah, is, um, title. is actually um basically Maynard telling a fan he calls on a sellout to fuck off. That's that's the whole point of the song. Right. Okay. Um so that's that that's what it's about. Um don't they don't really explain like the words don't appear in the track. Mm. Um from going on genius dot com. They've said it's um I sort of say it's just a response to fans claiming a tool sold out to the man and that's why they, the whole point of the song is you know we're, we're all the man you, know, you you paid you paid for this record yeah um, <laughs> you know you, yeah, yeah you're the man and the man so you can point that fucking finger up your ass <laughs> um so yeah so that's this is, um, that's basically it yeah. um I, I don't know i don't know why it's called that uh, yes yeah.
1: um i really like this song um it's like I say, a, lot, a little bit more intense um, and there's a real sort of driving groove in it that, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I really get get stuck into, you know, I was really enjoying this one a lot, actually. Unfortunate title, like you say, I don't think it needs to be called that, but um, whatever, it is called that and that's the the history books will say <laughs> that Hooker with a Penis was a song on this album. Um, but it's, it's just a shame because I think it's a great track to be honest with you, I really enjoyed this. Um, I, I like the the up in te- the up, you know up in tempo and just being a little bit more in your face. Um, yeah, it, it felt like it had something it wanted to say and it said it in a nice angry, uh, but also just yeah. I was involved with it. I was really enjoying what uh, what the groove was doing. I think it was a really good riff.
0: I think it's a it's a good track. It's a really heavy track, but it always does feel a bit out of place. In an album all about transcendence and metaphysics, mm. uh, and here's a song which just telling they guy to fuck off for four minutes. <laughs> so it's, it's not that it's bad or anything. It just um, it's an un, it's an un, unusual inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember actually how
1: long this is um four and a half minutes track. so oh, it's uh, so this is a short one yeah it's a short by one by till standards yeah. so yeah i think that again it, I, I like the in and out like said everything it wanted to did what it wanted to do and did it effectively uh, really appeals to me i um, really really enjoyed the song um, um yeah it's it's a it's good a, glad you, you enjoyed for it. me so yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, then we've got intermission. Uh, not much to say. It's another filler track. Got yep. a catchy organ tune, I guess. Yeah, that that's all we need. that's all we need to say. <laughs> it's, an, it's an intermission. Yep. But one thing that's cool is that that organ tune has a purpose, and its purpose is the it's the riff of the next song, which ah, is Jimmy. Okay, that's interesting. You notice that they, they, they the organ tune's like and then as you go to the tune it goes it's the same it's the same uh, tune oh, just slowed down it's slow a, down a bit it's yeah. a riff now ah oh, there we go um, that's quite neat I think not um, me think oh that maybe that isn't totally pointless so yeah uh, so intermission is the only other one of the so that one and message to Harry Manbeck back I think are the only two filler tracks that are fair good. enough no 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 i i can i can see how that adds
1: uh, you know a, a little bit of value to the to the uh, next track um yeah um i think jimmy has some pretty decent heavy riffs um that help break up the sort of noodly stuff again using that quite loud dynamic to quite good effect um but it's another sort of for the majority of the track it's quite a stripped back sort of jam sessiony thing where it just sort of Goes on and on, and then you you get like a bit of a rift, break things up, and it's fine, but it wasn't grabbing me. And um, yeah, it's 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 another one of those things where I'm just like oh, a little bit more of the heavy stuff, guys, please, because you you're quite good when you do that, but um, it breaks back down into that noodly, you know, finger-picking bass and stuff, and it's just like.
0: I think it's, it's definitely fine. one of the weaker it's, tracks in the album. Yeah. Um, it, it's 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 okay, but I, I again I wasn't really vibing with it. I think there's some really great drumming, especially in the back half. That'd be the best thing I'd say about this one. Mm. Um I think the bit the, the oh oh, oh, oh got stuck in my head quite a bit. Yeah. Um yeah. but apart from that it's definitely one of the weaker tracks and uh it's really bleak. Well, <laughs> yeah, the album yeah. is bleak.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad um, we
0: appear we appear to at least agree that
3: this
1: one is more of a yeah, weaker track because yeah, I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. It's got to be said.
0: I don't I don't I don't think it's bad. I just think it's one of the weaker tracks on the album.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair.
0: So next one is Die Eier von Satan. So this is a German recipe for cookies with industrial chugging and noise. Any questions? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: no, not really. Uh, more filler. Um, I enjoyed that. You know, there was a bit of industri- industrial
0: noise. Um,
1: <laughs> because that was <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's a bit. It's
0: a bit kind of different. a bit strapping young lad here, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, um, but yeah, like it's yeah, there's there's nothing really
0: there to to, to write home about. I mean, contrary to the title, the recipe does not contain eggs, which I thought was quite interesting. <laughs> um, but um, apart from that, yeah, this is an easily skippable one. Yeah. So let's talk about Push It. Push it, man.
2: You're with me. You're still
1: So I uh, think do you, what do you think of this one it's a song of two halves for me personally I think the first half is really really interesting um, and there it does pick up a little bit near the end but um, f- for most of this song it really loses its momentum and it goes back into jam session territory which um, wasn't quite feeling again doesn't really doesn't really hit me in the way I want it to I kind of want to be intrigued the entire time and not lose interest because that's what this did to me. I think like the first half of the song was, it had that it had those moments where I really liked what it was doing, it was really interesting and really well structured and just that midpoint momentum loss didn't I, it lost me as well basically is what I'm trying to say here so yeah, unfortunate um, but yeah, like I say, it did pick up near the end with a bit more of intensity but um, I think it was too little too late at that point
0: for me Look, I think it's pretty meandering. Mm. I don't really feel like it goes anywhere meaningful in its 10 minutes. Yeah. I think it gets better near the 8 to 9 minute mark, but it takes a hell of a long time to get there. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is actually something that modern prog metal, in fact, a lot of classic prog rock, does a lot better. Yep. Um, uh, apparently, this is a fan favorite. Can't say I'm a massive fan. It does feel yeah. like a prototype of some of the later tool tracks on Lateralis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah I, I could um, I could skip this one quite happily. Yeah. I think like the I think it's interesting that you're saying that there's jam bandy bits because you know I'm just wondering what you mean by that and why it's a bad thing.
1: Um, it just it's it's like they've settled into a groove. They found a nice little thing that they they want to noodle and play along for a while and they just do it too long. That's that's what I mean by that. It's just it's it's like it's like when you're in like a like a jazz bar or something and it, they're just playing that one groove for god knows how long and really just beating it to submission. <laughs> and it feels like they, they get into that a little bit too much on this. It's like, here, here's a groove that we quite like and it's quite laid back and very sort of bass heavy but they just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and it's like I, I get it lads. I get what you're trying to do. You're cre- trying to create some atmosphere you're trying to create, create a mood before you then Jump back into a riff and give you know make it's make the punch of it coming back to 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 it, or or changing to a new riff um, a little bit more effective by having that long period of subdued newliness. But um, it just it just feels like they can't be bothered to play a song at that point. So they've just got this one groove. They hit home a little bit too too much, and yeah, I just I just. It needs to be more varied. It needs to do more with its time instead of just hitting home with a, a, a singular groove over and over and over. Um, that's what I mean by jam session. It's, it's just it just feels like yeah we've we've got this riff we're just gonna hit that for a little while and see where it takes us and it doesn't really it doesn't really take us to interesting places.
3: Okay.
0: I think it's interesting because that is definitely what they'll do. Mm. They'll, take a, they'll take a good lick and they'll go, okay, what well, can we build on this? Now what if we did this? Now what if we did this? Mm. And I think, it, like I say, it's something they do better in later albums. Mm. Um, I think songs like Schism, Go Places, I think pretty much the I mean, that's pretty much the entirety of, of Fear Inoculum is a lot of like, here's an interesting lick. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this and they do they do build up and they do progress and that's why I think they work well even though they're incredibly long songs. Yeah. This isn't this isn't like Push it's not one of them. Yeah, no no, like I, I say I
3: agree.
0: I I agree with you in this one. Um like I say last couple of minutes are good but they don't quite earn the finish. No, this is what I was thinking makes, as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, but no, I was just it's just interesting because that is a lot of the whole the the jamming as you've called it. Yeah, that that is Quite an integral part of their work, yeah. and it often is a part of like a lot of prog metal. So bands will, you know, they'll have like, a, especially if they've got a keyboardist, you know, the guitar will do a bit, and the keyboard will do a bit, and yeah, some, yeah. sometimes even the bass will do a bit, yeah. Or you'll get, um, or bands like, uh, like Dream Theater are often are often layering really complicated drum bits, and mm. so it takes a lot of repeated listens to to unwind itself, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I um, I, I listen to music that's like that as well. As a, a, a doom band, I'm really into called Monolithian who. Are, comp- are literally a two-piece bass and drums, and they will hammer home those bass riffs for, for a long amounts of time, but they, what I think that they do that this isn't doing that really keeps me involved is that there, there'll be a crescendo, there'll be a rising sort of crescendo in the way that the song is structured, in that it'll have those, those you know, riffs and grooves that they'll they'll hammer home for quite a while but the song is slowly building to a to a big moment and it feels anthemic and almost you know like euphoric when it gets there whereas i don't feel like there's a euphoric moment in the way that these songs are structured unfortunately like it doesn't feel like it builds to a big oh yes that really oh like now i'm going to bang my head for a bit and have a good time you know it just feels like you've got these little Grooves kicking around and they move around and do interesting things but they don't really
0: they don't really pull you in you you wouldn't you wouldn't moshed at all would you
1: like, I'm not being funny.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, uh, You'd, you would. You could, you could totally mosh. To, nah, totally mosh. To lots stink of arm, fist, arms. folded. six and two.
1: Yeah, arms folded. Not nah, in your people head. were people <laughs> were going for it when I saw
0: them live. You could mosh to. You could totally mosh to Parabola. Um, <laughs> uh, that's definitely, definitely. I suppose
1: if you're into the band, then absolutely you're going to go for it. Only. I mean, I have <laughs> an amazing clip. If I can ever find it, I'll I'll, I'll send it to you. There's um.
0: Is a live video of Sun playing and someone stage
1: dives.
3: <laughs> oh, I
0: think, uh, you see, I think that's something that doesn't go anywhere. I, I, I can't get yeah. into I've never got into drone metal. No, no, neither have yeah. I. Um, so there you go. That was Push It. Yep. Uh, the next track is Cesaro, Some Ability. Um, and who doesn't love the sound of a screaming baby?
1: <laughs> more filler, basically. Um, yep, just more filler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we get um, to the but, actual but get, title track. Yeah, the, the
0: title track, Anima. Anima. Show
2: up, preacher in this bucket, home, this fucking home we call it LA. The only way to dance in is a rush it all.
0: bluesy.
1: I enjoyed this. It's got a real catchy riff, actually. Um, Big, decent groove kicking, kicking through this entire thing. Um, Probably the catchiest riff on the entire album. Opener, opening this track as well. Um, Yeah, this, this, this did get me. This grabbed me. Um, See why the album's named after this song, or the other (laughs) way around. Um, Yeah, I really good track. Really good track. Um, Like I say, I really enjoyed the riff start. And there was a really decent groove that kept me entertained the entire time. So uh, yeah, thumbs up from me to be honest.
0: So again, this is a um, kind of Jungian analytical psychology reference about the anima and also about getting an anima.
2: it's yes, oh, very good. Okay. It's
0: a, because it's all about because it's all about you know uh, he's talking about a metaphorical cleansing okay, yep, of yep. Um, everybody everybody dying and flushing um, all of LA down the. Down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Arizona Bay is a um, is a Bill Hicks reference. Oh, okay. Song. okay. This is another one of the Bill Hicks references. Arizona Bay was his. I think it was the last comedy album Bill Hicks released before he died. It does
1: sound familiar? I did have a friend that was very into Bill Hicks, and I'm trying to remember what he had. And I think I can remember seeing that. Yeah, I, there's not really much else else I can say about this. To be honest with you, I I, I did enjoy the the riff at the start, um, and I did enjoy the groove that permeated the song. Um, it was a, a real solid track. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess another,
0: another classic. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Some monumental drumming in this one, especially around the two minute mark. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, good, it is good track to name your album after, and it's interesting that it comes so late in the album. I think.
1: Yeah, no, that's inter- yeah, it is interesting. You, you I think. Again, because it's a prog band, they obviously expect you to listen to this front to back, and it's structured that way. It's it's made as a continuous piece almost, and while it has songs and tracks, and and you know, it's very much a case of like, here's here's the vibe we were going for, here's the mood that we're laying down, and we're gonna, you know, ebb and flow throughout the entire record. And yeah, this is just one of those moments where it really
0: peaked for me. You know, it was a real catchy riff and a real good groove going on. So yeah good stuff the other thing i really like about animal before i go is the um the vocal intro the kind of ah, 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 ah. i think that's really cool <laughs> it just sounds really good <laughs> um so oh. then we've got um then we've got ions that's another throwaway track so yeah just skip that mm. that's a it's a total total nothing and then <laughs> we've got third eye which is the last track Okay, have oh, got lots so of so here we go so we've, so we've got um a big a big Bill Hicks clip mm, yeah um, and, he, and um, i've got the I've got the clip here for you so i can i can read it or you can decide whether you decide whether my reading's yeah. better or you can um, just you know cut in over the top of the album i don't know <laughs> it says um see i think drugs have done some good things for us I really do and if you don't believe drugs have done good things for us do me a favor go home tonight and take all your albums all your tapes and all your CDs and burn them 'Cause you know what? The musicians who've made all that great music that's enhanced your lives throughout the years real fucking high on drugs. <laughs> um, um and that and the and then there's another bit about, you know, today a young man in acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, which is the way Bill Hicks used to close out quite a lot of his shows. Yeah, yeah. Um and he was um very very pro drugs, which is why I don't think Maynard's probably right wing. Because I would say, you know, drug drug usage is usually a bit more a little bit more on the left, isn't it? <laughs> that's fair. That's um, fair. But then you've got this weird, like yeah, it could be American libertarian left. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so. Um, and and the title Third Eye is a, a reference to Bill Hicks used to talk about uh, squeegeeing your third eye, taking mushrooms <laughs> or acid. But that's so that's, so this song is about um having a psychedelic experience, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and and Maynard Consley talks about um, Prying, prying open his third eye. Yeah, you hear that quite a lot through this track, don't you?
1: Um, yeah, it's very edge <laughs> Um That Bill Hicks um, um, quote in particular yeah. is what is is quite famous. I think it was one of those things that I heard a lot growing up in secondary school and stuff. People getting into Bill Hicks and things, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I well, really that that really speaks to me. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, mm, yeah, okay, fair enough. It, it hasn't aged too well, to be honest with you. Um, but look, it's the, the song is massively self-indulgent. I think, um, this is a real issue with this track is it doesn't have the flow like the others. It's a lot of random ideas strung together and it just goes on and on and on. And I just couldn't find a riff or a groove or a hook to really like get stuck into. It's the sort of song that people taking the piss out of prog take the piss out of it for being. (laughs) That's how I feel about
0: Third Eye. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, actually. Um, I think it's a kind of... a bit of a bizarre, meandering closer. Yeah, yeah. And it's not... And it definitely... Like, this is definitely not... I would... It's not what I would say, like, is a good example of a really good epic prog track at all. Mm. Um, So it's... uh, yeah, I think if anybody thinks this is like the, the totality of prog metal, like they're they're very they're very much mistaken. They're very yeah. much mistaken, and I and I hope to punish you with some many more prog metal albums for uh, time to come. But, but we have hey, covered yeah. albums like um, you know we have covered albums like Bella Vessels, yes, which absolutely, which is essentially prog metal death. Yeah, yeah, completely. Which is some very long, eight minute tracks, we, which I think are much better examples of how you would do prog metal than this. We've done Ouroboros by Darren
1: Gray as well, which is a pretty progressive metal tra- album, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but. Whereas that album is doing a lot in in its in its time frame, I feel like this is doing enough. You know, I there's there's some great riffs, some great grooves, some really interesting compositions. Really like what the bass is doing a lot of the time. Some interesting vocals, but they're not very well written. <laughs> they're very edge Um It's not the masterpiece that everyone holds Tool, like the standard With that they this, hold up This song? So, no, just the album in general. Like, I I feel like this album is a little underwhelming considering how rabid the Tool fan base is for, for, for music and new music up until obviously Fair Not Um I just wasn't finding the hooks. I wasn't really sort of um, yeah, it was like standout riffs and grooves amongst um, sort of Miasma of noodly bass licks and things, and it's just like that's that's it. They song sound like the result of various jam sessions, which is probably how they write, which is fine, but and it would probably be a great record to space out to or get high to, to be honest with you. But as I want songs and I want riffs and I want grooves, and they're they're in there, but they're floating amongst. You know, lots of filler, unfortunately, for me. And uh, I don't think this is a bad record by any means. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think there's some good stuff in here, and I, like I said, I have enjoyed songs on this record. But whereas half of it is pretty solid, half of it is also quite forgettable.
0: <laughs> just uh, I'll just put a dramatic pause. Like <laughs> um, I think if you, I think if you get rid of the filler tracks, yeah, which is quite easily done because there's only about five minutes of them. Mm. I think you're left with. Mostly good stuff. Mm. Mo- mostly, mostly good stuff. Okay, okay. I think the first. Um, let's see, the first one, two, three. So I think Stinkfest, really good track. Eulogy, really good track. Hitch, pretty good track. Mm. Forty-six and two, really good track. Who got the penis? Really good track. Jimmy, it's all right. Push it, not very good. Anima, really good. Third Eye, not very good. Mm. And and actually, so so on the whole i think it's um like we, I mean, we've listened to albums in the past we've we've covered stuff like the you know, the, the poison and things that oh this wasn't as good as i remember mm. and and it see it seems unfair to expect an album to have non-stop bangers especially something that as i say came out in in 96 mm. i uh, and um i think we we run the risk and we're listening to these things we hold them to much higher standards than people probably did at the time like we've all had albums where they you know Three or four really good songs on it that, on the whole, would say, "Yeah, it's a good album."
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know because it's it's prog metal. I, I feel like I should hold it to a higher standard. It's written as a, as a front to back experience that you're supposed to, you know, ingest in one long sitting, and I just don't feel
0: like all of it grabs me. I don't, like I don't I think, I don't, I don't think um, like, like this thing doesn't come with instructions.
1: No, I I, 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 can see where you're coming from. I, I, I'm just. I'm just exerting how I felt about this throughout the, you know, the, the few times that I've listened to it in preparation for this, and I just, I just didn't feel like it did enough to really to hold my attention throughout the entire time. I think there's some great moments in here, but at the same time, there's a lot of just stick it on in the background whilst I'm doing some housework. You know, uh, it's, and I, I don't know if I want that from metal. I think I want metal to, to grab me and involve me and make me want to mosh and headbang and. Go nuts for a little bit and take out my anger and stuff. But uh, yeah, this is quite laid back as as metal albums go.
0: I think. Well, we definitely established that you don't really like prog metal, and that's okay. <laughs> 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 like, I like, I think it, it's it's totally fine that um, I'm not saying you disagree with this. I think it's I mean, it's totally fine that um, we can get different things out of metal in different ways. No, no, and we've I, certainly support- listened to other albums in the past where you have liked the the heavier, jauntier stuff and things like Every Time I Die that I wasn't as big a fan of, yeah, that you were yeah. a big fan of. And that's and that's totally fine. And it's 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 definitely interesting if you say, Oh, you know, this is a bit jammy, it's just them kind of laying down a groove and riffing over. I was like, yeah, that's what I really like about that Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, and that's that's <laughs> so good, good. And that's, you know, like, and that's I'm, interesting. I'm glad yeah. that, that, you know, different people can take different things from this and that's that's important. And not every band is going to be for everybody. And that's again, that's important. That's that's why we do this podcast. You know, we've got a we are we are coming at Metal from very different angles, and whereas sometimes we converge and we find common ground, I think tools just don't quite do enough for me, and I think that's going to be a problem I'd have with anything. I think I know that you were really vibing vying for uh, us to do lateralists instead of animo initially. Yeah, and
0: I think actually that would have been a mistake now. Yeah, um, so I'm glad I'm glad we did this one. Yeah, I think um, I think
1: whatever record we did, I think I was going to have that problem with it regardless. It's it's not. It's not for me, but people—the the people that it is for—I'm glad it does something for them because, you know, they they're, like I say, Tool are one of the biggest bands in the world. I think. What, what didn't the the most recent album knock off Taylor Swift from like the the Billboard one hundred? It was, you know, so that's... fair, they only
0: release an album every thirteen
1: years, <laughs> <laughs> so it but, is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that's to, to, for for a band this weird to be in a position like that props to him props to him i think if anything i've always been a, a a proponent of make weird stuff i don't think i don't i don't think art progresses unless people make weird stuff and tool are definitely making weird stuff so uh, fair play to them and I think that's amazing that they can be in a position where they can sell that many records especially considering how fucking expensive Fear Inoculum was as
0: well um, Yeah, I was like, oh, I could get Lewis I was like, no I can't because <laughs> it's, it's because it's got a they um, got a mini tablet inside of it Yeah, it's um, it's it's, they, it's nuts that you can't get that in just a standard jewel case, two CDs or whatever, like it's bizarre to me um, uh, Well it's um, it doesn't really matter because like I say, the bits that aren't included in the disc are just interludes but that's just the way they release albums they knew most people were going to stream it or buy it digitally anyway so it really was just for the the psycho fans I don't know I Um, I feel like because so the Tool, they're, they're
1: tool out, fan base want to buy records, you know, like I, I, that feels like that sort of fan base that would actually
0: want to buy a physical product. To be honest, so and, and I mean they did. Tool but... fans actually buy posters. They seem to be obsessed with buying <laughs> posters from all the gigs, aren't genuinely? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, there's a whole there seems to be a whole thing in Reddit about it. I just, I just have got a T-shirt because like, well, I will have to get a Tool T-shirt. Otherwise, when am I going to get one? Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I think um, like first of all, you know. Objectively, if you take it in the wider context, this is considered one of the best metal albums of the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's a that's a scientific fact. There's no real evidence for it, but it is <laughs> scientific fact. Um, but uh, sorry, that was a good um good brass eye reference. For you, yeah. um, <laughs> a, genetically, two have more in common with crabs. It, right? um, now you've got me. So, <laughs> it, so <laughs> do, do you remember that one? Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, 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 we need to Love do a bra- awesome. brass eye interlude sometime. <laughs> so, um, and I think this is regarded as a classic in the way that Ladder and 10,000 Days are not. Mm. Um, I think it's a really good album. It is not my favorite tool album. That's fair. But I think it's a really good one. Um, so, but you know, it's okay. Like, we, get, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. No, that's I, fine. I, I like I'm, songs I'm... that meander and wank on. I like extremely <laughs> long, noodly guitar solos. Yeah. Um, I like when music um explores different moods and, and commits a length of time to say, oh, what if we did this, what if we did that. Now it's so it's interesting that so we went we went to see Tool a month or two ago. Yeah. And we went with um Jess's cousin and his wife and there's a couple of friends of ours who were in the show as well, but we didn't get to see them. Yeah. And they pretty much have the same opinions as you and I do about this. Fair enough. So- Fair enough they so they so joe they're both, they're both called joe so <laughs> joe man joe he loves tool he really really likes tool yep. and woman joe um feels like she likes her songs to have like more 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 to them than this yeah yeah and i th- that's and obviously if they, be, and if they can have yeah. a long and happy marriage together <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we can continue to record podcasts <laughs> i'm sure we can too yeah <laughs> yeah cool so I, let's, I, so, I so let's completely. all let's all, can't we all just get along no, this but no is a- i i i really like it i think i think the more you listen to it the more it rewards you yeah some of the time not all the tracks mm. it's not by saying it's a classic i'm not saying every track's a banger i'm saying this is a this is probably a serious gateway album for people who got into prog metal yeah and it would have been a very very big deal at the time when you didn't have any of these other bands yeah yeah um Oh, I I, I, theater, I know was a bit more like I've, medley, medley. Yeah, 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 I know it's super, super
1: influential for a whole generation of you know progressive musicians and things like that. I think
0: it's very important. But or even just even just bands in general, yeah, like yeah. Slipknot didn't exist when this album came out. True, yeah, true. Um,
1: and I mean, actually, no, that's that's a fair point. Actually, because I can't remember when the first demo came out. And that first Slipknot demo is a weird old album, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, actually, if it did have some influence on them, to be honest. Yeah, October 31st, 1996 was when Make Kill Cool Repeat came out, and that is Slipknot at their weirdest and proggiest, so maybe there, maybe there is an influence there. So, um, yeah. yeah.
3: I think
0: me. <laughs> so, so now we have to now we have to guess each other's favorite tracks. I think your favorite track may have been well was there's only really two options. There's only two songs you liked. So I'm going to go with Anima as the one you liked the most.
1: Uh, it was not. Uh, but I'm going to guess oh. that yours was Anima, actually.
0: No, it's not. Oh, well, it's there not. you go. Well, my favorite um, was Hooker with a Penis. <laughs>
3: that was the only other choice. I had <laughs>
0: Oh, good, good. Um, my favourite oh, I don't know. I think it's really hard. Um some sometimes it is stink fist and sometimes it's forty six and two and sometimes it's eulogy, depending on the day. Fair enough. I okay. think after I think after listening to it today I was probably um digging forty six and two the most. Yeah, and you eulogy sounded the second. Into it. yeah. I was pretty digging that. and uh, yeah, we were yeah, was, we were doing the Doing the dishes and cooking our dinner to this album earlier, and we were both uh, grooving around the house, to forty six and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, cool but stuff. But it's definitely, uh, definitely, I grew up in the nineties and smoked weed, kind of a song. <laughs> so what would? So you, then we need to move yeah, on. Let's yeah, oh, so see what what next. Yeah. What next? Oh my God. I want you to go um, first
1: actually, because the the two I've chosen are quite modern prog metal albums, and um, okay. I feel like you have a little bit more, uh, something a little bit more in keeping with the tone, whereas I think mine go a little bit off tone a bit.
0: So I have picked um, I've picked bands that do interesting things with Tool because there's way too many prog metal albums and too many different styles and bits. And you sort of mentioned Tesseract here, very they're more like a yeah, Meshuggah um, yeah. you'd bring home to your mom. That's probably how I'd describe their kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the first thing is, if anybody in any way likes this, you really do need to go and listen to Fear Inoculum, which is one of my favorite albums ever. Easily my favorite album of 2019. Mm. Um, There was this, the way it launched was a bit weird for me because basically what happened was uh, my granny passed away. Yeah. And um, I was working from home for half a day. This album came out the day after. And all I did was just load this on my phone and go to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) And I found it. uh, So I had a a very personal experience of listening to it the first time, but I found it very, very comforting.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad. It's important.
0: With. And with the, um, whenever you look at stuff like the, the lyrics and the way to develop it and the way that, like, Tempest is the last track and it was the, the Grammy-winning one. Yeah. I think it's probably the best song they've ever done. It's an amazing 15-minute belter of an album. Yes, it's a bit jammy, but it's a, there's a lot more going on in there. Mm. Um, but I think it's a much more mature album and it's all the stuff they've been working towards done better. Yeah, it yeah. It doesn't have... The, the Silly Fillet tracks of this. It doesn't have the meandering bits of lateralis or the, the outright weirdness of 10,000 days. We mm. listened to it in the car a couple of months ago, you know, back when you were allowed to travel before the lockdown. Yeah. And yeah. the back half of 10,000 days, I was like, "Where these these songs are just not very good. <laughs> it's got two really good songs, but the rest of it, not so much. Maybe Okay, maybe three really good songs. Okay. Um, So you should go listen to Fear Inoculum. It's a great album. All right. Um, So first recommendation is by a band called Soen, or a Swedish sort of prog metal super group. Okay. Um, and the album's called lotus which is their latest album it also came out last year so soen's first album's called cognitive and it really really sounds like lateralis by to. Oh, really okay <laughs> it's it's in, like very obviously inspired by it but since yeah. then they've matured and, and they've they've really done their own thing with their last two albums like kaya and lotus and lotus has a couple of really good tracks on it if you just want to listen to two songs there's one called lascivious and there's one called covenant and they're both really really good so i think they're uh i think they're an awesome way to take tools Style and build on it. Yeah. Um, the other one that's really interesting also came out last year. It's by a band called Wheel, and okay. maybe f- either Finnish or British, and the, the album's called Moving Backwards. Okay. So Wheel are very much um, that kind of classic to- Tool sound of the the more hard rocking tracks on Anima. Yeah. Um, um, really fun band. Really good post grungy kind of feel, but um, very talented musicians. Very good songwriting. Great album. Hopefully, I get to see them one day. I think they'd be a good, uh, good band to catch live. Yeah, yeah. So, those are my two recommendations.
1: Okay, that's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I went. Um, I suppose more modern, gente kind of prog metal. Um, so, I picked a Devin Townsend Project album. I'm going to pick their last album, Transcendence, because uh, mood-wise, it definitely reminded me quite a lot of this in that it was a bit more laid back. It liked to work the songs for for. For, for, for a length <laughs> they're definitely longer songs and they do a lot in that in that in that in that space of time but on the whole it's very sort of laid back and sort of stripped back and very subdued as 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 devon townsend um, releases go and yeah it very much reminded me of um anima here because i just yeah it it, it definitely settles into a vibe and a, and a groove that really sort of um is similar, and and that's the reason why I also picked um, a Tesseract album. I decided to pick Polaris because I felt like that had a particular, um, yeah. Again, it finds a nice driving groove throughout the throughout the record, and really sort of nails that home and goes for that nice atmosphere. And it's a little bit more laid back. And I feel like as progressive metal releases go, those definitely sort of had the vibe that this album, uh, the the Tool album that we just spoke about, is 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 about. And, yeah, I, I'm i not as familiar with an awful lot of prog, prog metal. Um, I have certain bands and certain releases that I really enjoy, but I don't dive into well, the Devin as much. End's
0: pretty proggy. He is, prog, he is. Definitely, and definitely the weird sign of prog. Like, I'd love to get into Devon Townsend, but um, you have to go through a flow chart. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, explains, hey, listen to this. What did you think? Oh, a bit too heavy, a bit too loud. Absolutely. Because he's such a... a um, a varied artist. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. anybody's been. I think anybody's been as prolific or varied as him. Perhaps maybe Buckethead or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's really right um, there.
1: No, I agree completely. But um, yeah, I think that that release in particular, just just in just in feeling and vibe, um, is very much in in keeping with um what we've just discussed. So yeah, those are my re- recommendations.
0: That's an interesting Tesseract one because I don't even know if i listened to Polaris. I've listened to I really like Altered State. I'm one of the people that likes Ash instead of Dan. And oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, I didn't
1: quite vibe with Altered State. I felt like um, I just, yeah, the, the, that first album for me is is the one um, that we, we sort of grew up when Tesseract were about to release that record and we were going to shows that they were frequenting quite a bit and um, yeah, when that album hit, that was pretty much everything I wanted it to be. Um, it's yeah, But it's got a bit of bite, it's got a bit of edge, it's got a bit of screaming, which is completely lost on all the state. Um you don't get any screaming from Ash or all
0: oh ever. Um so, no, that's true. I think uh, but their their latest album, Sonder, I remember being pretty good actually.
1: I haven't heard Sonder yet but um quite, Polaris quite is that. um is the most recent one I've heard and yeah, it just it just felt like it again, it, it it hit the same sort of tone and vibe that
0: um tool were going for on anyway here. So yeah. I mean I could I could talk about I could talk about prog metal all day. I've got a playlist in, in iTunes called <laughs> motivation mix and that's really all it is. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good, that's good. But they but there is a lot of like there's a lot of stuff in there that's inspired by Tool about its own thing. Leprous is another band that sort of starts off Tully and then gets weird and they essentially play pop music. Yeah. Now. Their yeah. last album wasn't wasn't really metal at all. Oh that's interesting. Um saw so Leprous supporting
1: um Devin Townsend project actually. So yeah. Um What did you think? Yeah, they were good. They were good. Well, um, when when was that? Oh, um, it would have been around the t- same time when Transcendence came out. To be honest with you, so maybe 2015. It was a birthday
0: present uh, I okay. to do
1: the old VIP malarkey. Um,
0: yeah. let me have a quick. That break. would have been. I, I probably would have seen Leprous headlining around there. They just released Congregation. That's a that's a. That was my favorite album of 2015. Okay, 2016.
1: It would have been there. We go. Uh,
0: um, yeah, it probably would have been Congregation. So yeah. Um, oh, there's just there's just so much good good. Um, Good prog metal stuff out there. If oh, you want something that's really groovy as well, I'm um, Intronaut have a new album that just came out this year called Fluid Existential Inversions, oh, okay. which is uh, got some really really beefy stuff too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've got plenty there, plenty to make you suffer with for um, <laughs> months to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, but thank you all so much for joining us. Um, we're hoping that um, now we've got over you know the whole um, the whole the whole marriage, permanent visa, buying house, house nearly burning down, and coronavirus <laughs> thing. Yep, yep. That we can we can make a more um regular occasion of it, and um for the for the three of you still listen to this, we appreciate it.
1: Appreciate <laughs> you, um,
0: stick sticking by, us.
1: excellent stuff. Um, so
0: yeah, we'll hopefully we'll be back
1: soon with something different. And um
0: yeah, it's been really lovely to
1: catch up and get this back on the road. Um
0: yeah, it's been good, and and we've survived going through uh, a Tool album, and uh, nobody <laughs> nobody fell out. I'm pleased there we I'm go. Pleased with that. There we go. It's good. It's good.
1: <laughs> I, I get again. I, I it's it's lovely to to do things like this where we're coming at it from different angles and. Maybe not quite in it in the same way, but I think that's important that we have moments like that because it shows how much variety there is in metal. Like um there are so many subgenres and micro genres and I think you can find something so specifically for your taste in amongst metal that it's it's such an interesting genre to to to, to deal with to be honest with you, and tool isn't for me, but it is for a lot of other people and that's fine. <laughs>
0: Including me Exactly (laughs) There you go